How fast should you be when learning? Written by Scott Young, February 2020. Normally when I talk about learning quickly, I'm using speed as a synonym for efficiency. Meaning, if you use more effectives, you'll learn more in less time, and all else being equal, that means you're learning faster. Today, however, I want to consider a different meaning for speed. How quickly should you try to do things in order to improve performance? One way to imagine this is to look at something like chess. Now, chess can be played at different speed levels. You could play tournament-length games, which take hours. You could play blitz, which only has a few minutes, or bullet chess, where moves are counted in seconds. If your goal were to improve at chess, which kind should you make your core practice? Speed and transfer. So the first thing to consider is that often what we think of as a single skill is actually different skills when viewed from different time frames. Consider solving a math problem. You can painstakingly calculate an exact answer, or you can ballpark it using some guessing. While the two skills are related, they are, strictly speaking, different mental abilities. The research on transfer shows that when we train skills, they tend to be learned quite narrowly. So tons of time learning to do back-of-the-envelope calculations may not improve your explicit calculating skills as much as you'd expect. And this also works in the opposite direction. You may be able to get the right answer, but without a quick guess that's in the ballpark. So I experienced this firsthand when working on my portrait drawing project. My initial thought was that drawing faces well came from guessing the relative position of facial features, lines, and shapes. And thus, if I simply did more and more quick practice, my guesses would get increasingly accurate and I draw realistic pictures. So speed then made sense. Now this worked for a while, but eventually I found out that my problem wasn't accuracy, but precision. So the difference here is that accuracy is about hitting a specific target, so not being biased in one way or the other, whereas precision is about having a very narrow spread, so not having much variance in the results you produce. So in my case, there was simply too much variability in my guesses, even if I wasn't systematically making a particular kind of mistake. The solution ended up being learning a completely different method for drawing based on triangulation as taught by Vitruvian Studio. This method, in contrast to my guess and sketch approach, was not fast. My first attempt took hours. With practice, I could do it faster, but it was still much slower and more painstaking than sketching. The result was that I got better at drawing portraits, but only weakly better at doing quick sketches. The skills I enhanced mostly worked when I had at least an hour to draw, not 60 seconds. If I wanted to get better at the 60 second sketches, I'd probably need to master completely different techniques. So the lesson here is that the time frame you need to perform a skill within often constrains the methods you can use to master it. The way you solve a problem in 10 seconds is often, cognitively speaking, quite different from the way you solve it in an hour. So are you failing to reach an ideal or you don't know what the ideal is? A lot of learning involves having a mental representation of what the ideal performance ought to be, a method or approach to achieve said performance, and then working towards implementing that method with your mind. There are therefore two distinct problems you can encounter when you're trying to learn something. The first is that you have a clear picture of what you'd like to do and how you're going to do it, but you're simply unable to implement the approach you've chosen. 
In these cases, slowing things down is usually better. By slowing down the speed of your overall process, you can devote more attention to each aspect of the problem. Only once you're able to do it correctly does it make sense to try to do it faster. Rushing this only makes more mistakes. Drawing portraits, it was better that I focus on applying the method that best I possibly could rather than artificially giving myself time constraints, which would have caused me to mess more things up and have a harder time mastering the technique I was trying to learn. Similarly, when I want to improve my writing, usually I form a clear idea of what kind of essay I want to write and then slow down my process until that form is achievable. The second type of problem, however, is that when you're not even sure what the ideal should be and you need more information to figure this out. A new writer may need to pen dozens of essays to get a sense of what kind of writing they'd even like to create. You may need to make a few dozen sketches before figuring out where your artistic deficits lie. So faster means more feedback and thus it's easier to solve these problems. The best example of speed leading to greater quality is often in entrepreneurial domains. The problems being solved here are often closely related to identifying what is the ideal to reach as opposed to mastering the execution of that ideal. Many businesses fail because the founder picked the wrong problem to solve and wasted too much time trying to solve it. So try to ask yourself, do I know what I like to do and what approach I should take to do it? Or is it the case that I'm not sure what's the right way to approach this? The former suggests slowing things down and the latter suggests getting faster feedback. Now, these aren't the only considerations that matter for speed, but it's a useful heuristic. So this brings me to a more interesting and generic point about this problem. So the balance between going faster and doing it right depends on a trade-off. Faster feedback means you get more information, allowing you to explore the problem space to figure out what the key challenges are and possible strategies for overcoming them. And thus, faster is better. Slowing things down, on the other hand, helps you home in on the correct strategy you've already chosen allowing you to execute it correctly. Thus, slower is also better. Many, if not most things you wanna learn involve these kinds of trade-offs. So you wanna space things out to learn them, to extend your memory, except not so far that you'll forget. You wanna take advantage of direct practice to minimize transfer failures, but you also wanna do drills to give yourself more space to master the components. The meta heuristic I use when dealing with these problems is to do both and feel out which seems to be helping more. So if I were unsure whether my struggles in a new domain were due to inadequate breadth of feedback or inadequate mental bandwidth to do things properly, I might spend 10 hours doing both faster and slower practice and see which seems to be bearing more fruit. If you can adopt the above approach, you rarely get stuck, but it also requires more self-awareness to monitor your own progress. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.